Hey, what is up, Leftover Army? Yeah, I'm taking the week off, but I'm going to throw up a bonus episode. This was recorded on Patreon last month. Right now, I'm living life dangerously. I have my phone not silenced at any moment throughout this intro. I could get a text. I could get a notification of some kind, and a noise will go off. I'm kind. I'm. I'm playing. I'm playing uh, cell phone roulette right now. Cell phone notification roulette right now. Yes, this is a dangerous game, kids. Anything could come in at any time. It's nerve-wracking. I better get through this before something happens. Um, yeah, so this is a bonus episode not a, for you, but like this is what people on Patreon get all the time. Twi- well, not all the time. You get two fucking episodes a month. It's only $6 a month, and you get two extra episodes a month. We have a lot of fun with them, and uh, you know, sometimes play a game. Sometimes we go over our top 20 certain like a, a top 20 thing like a top 20 list we go over our top 20 whatever for whatever we're talking about right now we're doing top 20 90s songs and uh this one was just a conversation between me dan ramirez from the heroes of noise and dre moore from podcast championship wrestling and uh, we were just having fun shooting the shit you know what i mean and um yeah so uh we you know what we'll be back for next week with the black adam episode you might get an interview this week. I don't know. I thought like I thought we we're gonna have an interview with some dude, and then like now I'm waiting to hear back. Like, oh, you should hear back by tomorrow. Well, tomorrow was fucking yesterday, bro. Where's my fucking interview? Can we get this shit set up? I got Zoom. I got it all. Let's do this. And I haven't heard back, so you might get an interview this week. You might not. If we get the interview, it's gonna be a really. It should be a really fun one. Anyway, enjoy uh, this uh, Patreon episode. And if you're not a Patreon. Join up. Just go to patreon.com, look for Pop Culture Leftovers, throw us six bucks a month, and uh, you'll be set up with two extra episodes every month. All right, later. There's already like seven million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat, but it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Drop by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. All right, hey, welcome to a bonus episode. Not a bonus. I call it a bonus episode because it's not PCO. This is Patreon. Welcome to a Patreon episode. I am not alone. I'm joined by Dan Ramirez. What's going on? And we've got Dre Moore. Welcome, Dre. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Dan Ramirez, Heroes of Noise, Dre Moore. What is it? Podcast Championship Wrestling? Yeah, PCW. PCW. There you go. You're just one P away from fucking a drug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to PCP Podcast. You change one of ours, it becomes herpes of noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like heroes. plan that out very well. I like heroes of Boise, and it's just all about fucking Boise, Idaho. Just the, it's just all, trying to sell people on moving over to Boise. Yeah, come on, come to Boise. Put on by the Chamber of Commerce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please come to Boise. What was I watching the other day? I was watching something. 
And they were like, and it said Fresno. You're from Fresno. It said Fresno, California on the screen. I can't remember what I was watching. Oh, was it uh, um, what they do in the shadow? What we do in the shadows? No, it wasn't that. It was something else. Fresno is very popular. Yeah. Yeah, Fresno is popular. Yeah, just for making fun of us, though. That's it. I don't understand that. I don't understand the hate. Why are they making fun of Fresno? I've never been to Fresno. I've never been to California, Dan. If you live in the Central Valley, Brian, it's the armpit of California, as they call it. Uh, Fresno is just one of those cities that we can't quite get our shit together. So we're in between, like, say, Los Angeles and San Francisco, San Jose, the big cities that do have their shit together, depending on, you know, your opinion, of course. But uh, we're we're in that weird middle phase where we we can't get the funding to get our asses. We can't get a good downtown. You know, we only got a few movie theaters. The, we only get, like, a grade B bands coming through. We're a work in progress. You know what? So it's other Californians that hate on Fresno. Yeah. And Northern do, too, by the way. I'm thinking when you drive, when you're getting close to Fresno, and you're on the freeway, on the highway, and you see the attraction sign, it should have the Heroes of Noise logo on the attraction sign. We're probably the most popular thing that this goddamn town has, and that's, <laughs> that's not saying much. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, Dre, where are you at again? I know you're out east, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I'm in Virginia. Virginia. That's right. Virginia. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, Opposite side of the country. Exactly. It's crazy. It's crazy. This podcast can bring people together the way it has, man. It's it's gone. It's gone semi-global, you know? Anyway. That's truth. Yeah. Dan, you had surgery, man. I did. How'd it go? How'd it go, man? Uh, I think I'm doing okay, but that's going to explain a little bit of the scratchiness. I had a, uh, you know, they put the tube down your throat. So I've been a little bit scratchy since I've had that done. It was over a week ago. Were you knocked and out? I fixed my labrum, dude. My left labrum in my shoulder. Left labrum in your shoulder. Yeah. Yes, sir. No. So now I've got that cast, or not the cast, but the sling where they put the big pillow in between your arm and mm-hmm. your body and mm. can't really do shit. Man, so this is gonna this is gonna fix the shoulder issue, then, right? It should. Good God, I hope so, man. This would be surgery number three, but only one on that particular side. So after two, I'm good on the right. Let's see what happens on the left. All right, man. I wish you the best, dude. I hope that shit fucking. Any interesting stories about the surgery? Uh, no, man. Good people. They gave me some fantastic drugs <laughs> before I before I started. I can't remember exactly everything they gave me, but I did remember hearing. Uh, fentanyl and versed and apparently my wife asked me if i was doing okay if i needed anything and i just told i don't remember this but she said i uh i told her and the nurse that i just wanted to dance like my father before me (laughs) 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 i don't remember saying it but i think it's pretty funny i went to dance like my father before me yeah i hope i did it with like a a spanish accent or something like that like my father before me like my father before me i just want to dance but yeah, man, other than that, it was they gave me like a nerve block. No one gives a fuck about this. I'll make it quick. They gave me a nerve block and it like numbed me up pretty good for like two, three days. And yeah. I was thinking, oh, I got this shit under control. Oh, fuck. And then it fucking wore off. Mm. And that's when I had to start taking like the uh, I, I'm not good with pain medications. I'm actually a very cheap date. Can't really take Benadryl or anything like that because I get too fucked up. But they gave me Oxycontin. Oh, my <laughs> and, God, Dan. No. Oxycodone, actually, which is oxycontin, except it's a uh, fast acting. Yeah. So, I, and I just can't function on that shit, dude. So I've been 
trying to lightly get off of it over the week, but as a, as a consequence, it's made me like a big fucking mushhead. So if you haven't heard me before and you're wondering anything about the Heroes of Noise, please don't judge me on this episode, please. Don't apologize. Don't apologize for your actions on this show, ever. Okay, fair enough. You're loved here. It's a safe place for you, Dan. We love Thank you. you. I feel safe. You can dance. You can do whatever the fuck you want to here. Like my father before. Like your father before you. You've, you've <laughs> like your father, dance with your father. Whatever you want to do with your father, as long as it involves dancing. Yeah, man. It's, that's the way. This is the way. Man. Oh, well, we went full Mando there. Um, you did. No, uh, no. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping this is like going to take care of that fucking shoulder for you, man. I know this has been kind of like dragging you down i mean you know that shit sucks man i it, it's one of those things where it's like if you have an injury and it just will not fucking go away it, it affects you man it sucks dude i really hope this is it man i hope you come back stronger than ever thanks brother i know you had a major surgery a few years back mm-hmm. how did you deal with that shit did it really i mean obviously it, it affect your life and the fact that you can't work out and yeah. you can't get around but mm-hmm. uh, were you on a bunch of pain meds too yeah, I was on paid medication. I slowly weaned myself off of them. Um, yeah, I tore my Achilles tendon. It was actually two days before my 40th birthday. And and it was I was on New Year's Day, so it was like, Happy New Year's. Yeah, um, shit. <laughs> and uh, snapped, man. I have never felt so much pain in my life. Um it snapped. I went down on the, it was icy outside. I went down on the icy ground and I was so, the pain was so like so much that, that my, I was getting ready. Like my body couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle it. I was, I saw things closing in, you know, you know, like when, like, like when a screen, like a screen fade on a fucking movie or something like Star Wars where the, you see the circle and it starts to get smaller and smaller. Yeah. It was doing that. And I had to force myself to stay with it because I didn't want to pass out with like, because my sister was there and her husband was there. And I just didn't want them to like fucking be like, oh, dude, he's dead. And then so I, I forced myself to kind of like stay with it. But the pain was so fucking it was i've never felt anything like it and then i when i got the shoe off and i felt back where like the tendon's supposed to be back there and it's supposed to be like all taut and shit it was spongy dude it was like a sponge cake there was nothing there just like squishy and shit it was like spongebob back there and oh I was yeah like, it, i can picture it too because oh. i do mri and i've seen a lot of those those uh, achilles tears so i don't know which way it, i'm sure you had like a big ball right like mm spongy and then either on the on the bottom or the top of that it was like a big ass knot right yeah which way did it break did it go towards the knee in the knee or towards the foot towards the foot oh okay and um so (laughs) all i remember though is like being so thirsty like i i was so thirsty we were leaving my house and i was like get me water i'm thirsty and they got water, and my sister had not handed it back to me in the back seat of the car. I'm like, I'm like yelling, "Give me the water!" <laughs> I felt like I was gonna pass out. Like my mouth was so dry, it was like that cotton mouth. I don't understand that any of that, but I was thirsty as shit, and it was like the worst pain. And for uh, I wasn't able to work for seven months. And Ooh, shit! Yeah, I didn't it was that long. It was a long time. Um, seven months. 
and I went through physical therapy. I remember having to go to like the grocery store and be in like one of those motorized carts to get my groceries and shit. And it fucking sucked. It fucking sucked. I wore a boot and oh man, it fucking sucked. And then I'd come home and then I'd sit on the couch with my cats and watch shit and you know, fucking, you know, everybody, a lot of people in the leftover army sent me stuff to do, the coloring books and stuff. And messages and emails and stuff i wouldn't have gotten by had it not been for them it was just yeah it was a fucking nightmare it sucked (laughs) good to go now though right oh yeah 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 i fucking i go to the gym and i fucking put weight on it and everything now so i'm good to go now but yeah that was that was not a fun way to start the new year and not a way not a fun way to like introduce me to my 40s you know like, yeah, no shit. Welcome to your 40s and a new year. Exactly. Welcome to your new year and welcome to your 40s. Your 40s are going to suck. You're going to fall apart, which is not true. I think that, uh, you know, it, I guess it was more of a wake-up call to start taking care of myself, take care of my joints. And so now I take all this joint, all these joint supplements. And I think they really do fucking help. I don't get inflammation like I used to, Dan. And I'm like, since I eat healthier, I don't get like inflammation in my joints like I used to. So it's a, it makes a big difference. So they got you on that glucosamine chondroitin. I take the glucosamine chondroitin. Thanks to you. I take the turmeric. Um, I take, uh, MSM, which I think MSM has been super helpful. I take fish oil, uh, what else am I taking? I'm taking a ton of shit. Oh, collagen powder. I take collagen powder. Um, of course, I'm taking my branch chain amino acids. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm taking. Do you have one of those uh, those old people seven days a week that you fill up and you know that you know what I mean? So no, you, you don't forget to take something. Nope. I actually have it. I have a. I have a system. I have pills in certain places. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have pills in certain areas like of the house. So it's like uh, my morning pills are near the refrigerator and then my afternoon pills are on the uh, ironing board and then uh the pills that I tend to forget all the time are in the center console in the car. Just in case. I just, just say no shit driving away. You got them. Just in case. And I've got, oh, and I, t- I take uh, magnesium. I take magnesium for the inflammation. Listen, this is an old man podcast. Welcome. <laughs> what, well, welcome. Oddly a smart system, though. It is. It, yeah, it's an oddly smart system. And it, it, it works, man. I think health is a big thing. I think people need to take care of themselves. I think, like, I think we get in this mindset in our 20s that, like, you know, we can, we we're going to live forever and we're going to feel this way forever and it's awesome everything's great and then i think in our 30s we just kind of like are still thinking oh you know we're still good we're still kind of we're barely out of our 20s and then time by the time we get in the 40s you got to make a decision of of like oh fuck man you know you look in the mirror and you're like oh fuck <laughs> i'm i'm definitely not in my 20s anymore i don't feel like i'm in my 20s anymore and you got to make that decision of like am i going to take care of myself and try to try to try to reverse the hands of time here or you just can continue to do what you do and i think like i think 40 is kind of like that that age of like you know it's either time to you know uh put That's up or shut up call. yeah it's a wake up it's a huge wake up call the, the wake up oh, call yeah. for me was like fucking snapping the achilles yeah, you hit your 40s and then all of a sudden 
shit that you never had to deal with before all of a sudden just starts happening. Yeah. You move one way, then next thing you know, a body part just hurts for the rest of the day. And it's like, why? Yeah. You deal with even minor shit. Like, I never had allergies in my 20s. Now, all the fucking time. It's just like your body just changes as you get older and you have to adjust to it. And, yeah, if you don't make those changes in your life to, you know, try to at least maintain some level of health. Nobody's saying that, you know, you got to go to the gym and turn yourself into a hulking behemoth. Right. At the very least, maintain some level of health so that way you, yeah, you can still be functional as you age and not just deteriorate or wither away. Yeah, it's so true. Because, you, you, you know, I always, you see those people and I, you can't make, I can't make up their story. I don't know what their story is. But you see those people, the older people that are out and about, but they're moving really slow and it looks really painful. You know, and I don't want that's I just don't want to get to that age and be that guy to have people like waiting for me and holding doors open for me. And I want to be you know what I mean? I still want to be functional and I want to be able to, you know, drive and get out and do stuff. And because, you know, there are older people that are like in their 70s and still out there playing tennis and shit. It's it's unreal. I don't. Yeah. But on the flip side of that, though, you have the people that are like you know, early to mid sixties that can't even take care of themselves yeah. anymore. Now you've involved your entire family yeah. to bring new places and it's, yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah, man. Yeah. I guess it's just like, you know, you just gotta, you only get one body. That's the thing. You only get one. And so, you know, I'm glad, Dan, I'm glad you're taking the steps to fucking get out of this, man. Cause I know you'll be in a better headspace when you're able to, you know, move that arm that shoulder, because shoulder, that, that your whole arm's gone. With the shoulder, yeah. your whole arm's gone. You can't do anything else. The whole, can't it, fucking pull up my pants half nothing. the time correctly. Mm-hmm. I'll spare you the other shit that's hard. It's real hard to do. Hard to wipe your ass, I'm sure. Hard to wipe my ass, guys. It's, it's, a, it's a real pain, actually. And another wow. thing, you know what? I know this isn't going to steer us away from the old man conversation, Brian, but since you had a pretty extensive surgery, did you have the whole constipation issue afterwards? constipation issue Bruh, the the pain meds they 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 stop you up and i'm like ah. yeah whatever i'm good i'm young no couldn't shit for like four days i'm telling you man that's why you got to take the uh stool softeners man i did that's where i was going with the old people talk yeah it was all about like the liquid fiber and shit mm-hmm. so if you're getting ready to have surgery eat lots of greens and shit and lots of fiber because you're gonna get jacked up i promise you oh i've got that you know what's fucking awesome is i got the uh i got the bidet now you know i got the bidet attachment and so if anything's like stuck up there man i can put that thing on like blast it'll start chipping it away you know what i mean just like (laughs) you know (laughs) it's like like a good old pressure washing it's like a pressure washer you know it's like you're getting all the the, or like on a on a house you're getting all the shit off the house or like those really really high powered ones that actually can fucking like like crack rocks and shit break rock away that's exactly (laughs) what it's doing man it's like it's like chipping away it's getting up there and it's fucking it's amazing it's chipping away at the old poopy in the in the like butthole when you go to the like when you go to the dentist and they take the tartar off of your teeth yeah jet yeah exactly it's just loosening it loosening it up a little bit you know and it's a nice cool blast of fucking water in your butthole see that's what yeah, that's got to be your next sponsorship right there because you're selling me i know dude it's i'm telling it, it it'll change your fucking life i'm telling you it'll change your fucking life sometimes i you know i get i, I come home and i just get in there and i just i don't even have to take a shit i just want to freshen up the butthole a little bit 
you know, it's, before I go back out. It's never out. a bad thing. It's yeah. never a bad thing to be fresh back then. Look at this fresh butthole guy on the go. Say that. Look at this fresh butthole guy on the go. Look at him. Look at it. Hey, you know that guy, Brian? Oh, that guy with the fresh butthole? Yeah, I know him. So fresh and so clean. Yeah, fucking he's got that outcast butthole. Fresh and clean. So fresh and so clean. <laughs> I'm, it's, it's crazy, dude. I have the – yeah, man. I go around town. I, I can raise my head high because I know <laughs> that I have a clean, squeaky clean butthole. You could probably eat off that fucker certain times of the day, Dan. I'll pass, but you know it's good to know that it's it's available. So thanks, buddy. The offer is there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Can't you just see the commercial now for the new bidet? All the people with dirty buttholes walking around all slow and lethargic yes. and down. And then here comes Brian skipping up the street all happy and cheery and shit. Yes. Look at that guy with the squeaky clean butthole. Look at the pep in his step. Look at him go. It's going places. He's got no poop in his shorts. He's got pep in his step. Look at that guy. I want to be like him. <laughs> Man. Mm-hmm. I'm I think it, it, it's going to sell. I, I think that you should probably push this with your network. <laughs> when you said push this, I was going back to, going back to the concept. Another poop joke. Another poop joke, yeah. Uh, oh, he's, I, I, Dre, I, man, I've been trying to get you back on the podcast, and then you can't make it next week. I, I'm going to get you back on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, things line up a certain way. I know we tried to you tried to schedule me for a time in uh, I think it was back in September. Yeah, and something had something didn't work out. Which oddly enough, turns out I could have probably made that day because I think I I think I turned it down because I had a, a movie I was scheduled to go to that day, which wound up not working, and I wound up not even making it to the fucking movie that day. But yeah, well, whatever. see the thing is, it's like you got to watch all the stuff that week, so it's like mm-hmm. yeah, it's like yeah. Uh, uh, trying to watch everything in one day is kind of a nightmare, yeah. but we'll get you back on. I was yeah, like, it's no on. biggie. You know, this week I'm going down to Georgia, which looking forward to this trip. Oh, what are you doing in Georgia? Um, actually going down for my old college, Fort Valley State's homecoming. Okay, very yeah, cool. Going down there to hang out, reunite with some friends, and hang out with some of the fraternity brothers. And supposed to do a tailgate, but as of right now, all of that is somewhat up in the air because of that. Uh, tropical storm Ian or whatever. Oh shit! Is scheduled to roll through the area towards the end of next week. So, I mean, I'm I'm still gonna I'm still going because um current forecast hopefully has it out of the area by Saturday, which is the main day of the actual game and everything. And we plan on tailgating, but it just may be a couple of real nasty days going into that weekend. We'll see how things work out, hopefully. I'm telling you, man. You can't control nature, but one thing you can control, your butthole. You can keep that fucker clean. Get up a day, man. I'm telling you. And when you see your fraternity guys, they're going to be, man, there's something different about Dre. There's something, <laughs> there's something different about this guy. What are you doing, man? And you're going to know. You're going to know. You're going to know. You're gonna, and, you know, it's up to you to let him in on the secret here, you know, the squeaky clean butthole. So... I think Dre should break the fourth wall and just go, I'll never tell, and then wink. <laughs> <laughs> What's his secret? <laughs> I'll never tell. Ding. Oddly enough, you're not the first person I've ever heard say something th- like that about a bidet, though. Yeah? Most people are really hesitant about it, but I know other friends who have one, and they have said the same thing. It's fucking life-changing. It is life-changing. It really is. The confidence I have. 
The con- <laughs> <laughs> I could never look people in the eye before, but now. One day I'm oh, cleaning cool. my butthole. The next I'm climbing Everest. You know? <laughs> yeah. Looking, looking down on the rest of us toilet paper peasants. I'm telling you, there, there's things that I do. It just, I, you know, that center console, I talked about that, having the pills in there. I also have deodorant in there. You never know. You never know when you're going to need that deodorant. You never know if you're going to leave the house and forget that you used it. And all of a sudden, you're like, what the fuck is that punchy? Oh, that's fuck. That's pungent. That's me. I, I'm the ripe one. I stink. So you got to have the fucking, you got to keep the deodorant in the car, too. You got to keep in the center console. If you keep it out and it's a hot day, it's just going to fucking melt. Don't be stupid about it. I always keep up. This is all good advice. It is good advice. I also keep dental floss in the car because super important. But you got to have a toothbrush too. You can't floss and then and then not brush. Uh, it's just funky. Well, what I do is I, I have like the, I have a twenty four pack of water in the car at all times, and then I'll just swish it and spit. Good swish, yeah. Good swish and spit. Getting lots of good tips on this one. See, this is turning into something. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. PCL life hacks. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh yes, it is. Yes, it is. People are learning something today. They're learning that I'm a fucking weirdo. Is what they're learning. Um, I don't know. I I'm so behind on House of uh, House of the Dragon. I've only watched the first two episodes. Oh, it's changing tonight, man. Mm. You got to catch up. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We're losing Millie Alcock and uh, I can't remember the other the other her other name the other chick's name for Alicent, but. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Olivia Cook, though, man, that's a good trade. I like her. She's good. I've yeah. liked her since, um, God damn it, now the, I can't think of the, oh, uh, Thoroughbreds. Thoroughbreds. I saw that at the art theater when it first came out. I was just Yeah, that's like, kind of when she jumped onto my radar, and I was like, who yeah. is this outstanding young actress? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm glad that she's going to be there. But what are you thinking so far, just from the two that you've seen? Oh, I love it. I think it's great. I'm digging it. I'm, I'm a fan. So it's just, I've had the, I've been doing this lord of the rings podcast and that's been such a time suck for me that i haven't been able to i don't know put my put myself back i think i'm gonna wait until until the lord of the rings is over with and then i can focus on house of the dragon they're just so it, it they're they're both fantasy they're very different but i can i can only handle one right now i can't do you know, I feel, two i feel yeah. you i'm not a big lord of the rings guy so truth be told i haven't I've, i tried watching the uh, rings of power i haven't yeah. listened to your show yet but without really you know spoiling anything for your listeners are you enjoying it i'm loving it oh good that's good i'm loving it i i i i was really worried after that first trailer because I was not impressed and then once we got the first two episodes I was kind of like okay I'm in whatever they want to do I'm in I'm, I'm, I'm digging this show it's very good so I, I, I'm liking it quite a bit and I, but my sister who's not like a fantasy person at all she can't stand it but yet she loves House of the Dragon so I think you know just like I don't know I don't know what it is about Game of Thrones man Game of Thrones just it can just suck anybody in it's crazy i'm in the middle of a rewatch right now actually i'm on season four and i've been blasting through it this whole last week just because i really have had nothing else to do yeah but i'm all in love with it again i even started reading the book excuse me i started reading the book i almost choked on the microphone uh yeah i started reading the book and it's pretty cool like it's it's definitely uh 
very close. Like they kept it very close to the books from what I can see so far. I know it kind of takes a shit towards the end, but yeah, I'm enjoying it though. And I'm, you know, cause I watched it so quickly. I didn't, I wasn't one of the people that watched it season to season. I just blasted through it. And basically it was just to talk about it on the show. So, you know, I got the gist of it. I watched most of it. I knew all the characters and the storylines, but when you actually go back and you have time to kind of like look for the little Easter eggs and, you know, now with house of the dragon, you can go, Oh yeah. Like dark sister, you know, they're, they're saying things that are related to the, to the original show. So it's kind of cool to go back in that, from that mindset and just like, or standpoint rather, and, and watch it again with more open eyes. It's a good rewatch. Yeah. I don't know about rewatching it by the time I get to, the later seasons, I just, oh, God, I just was so upset with some of the later seasons. Um, oh, you got turned off earlier than season eight then. Yeah, I mean, I think I, you know, I love Battle of the Bastards. I fucking, what's that episode where, like, the Witch King fucking turns the dragon into, like, the fucking ice dragon or whatever? I was like, yeah, that's fucking that's dope. dope. Oh, yeah. But I don't know, man. I think it was... You know, I see in some of my favorite characters kind of just like in uninteresting storylines. What's the one girl? What's her name that? Oh, God. She put on the different masks and faces or whatever. Aria. Yeah, man. Her story just took a huge shit. Yeah. You know, again, just from just blasting through it, but paying more attention this time, I should have caught this. I guess I did. I just didn't really think about it. It's amazing that she just parallel plays with the rest of the characters for the whole entire series. You know what I mean? She's just doing her own thing the entire time, which I think is pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. The Game of Thrones didn't really lose me until the tail end. Like even as it deviated, I was still on board with the story, especially because I haven't read the books that didn't have that connection to the original source material so i was just along for whatever ride they were taking me on and like I said, it really only dropped the ball with me at the very end the final episode i absolutely hated but yeah. everything up through pretty much uh the invasion of uh the white walkers and all that from there i was i was on board and then at the end it just completely shit the bed on me so and that's definitely stained tainted me as far as ever going back and rewatching it but yeah House of the dragon i will say House of the Dragon did not hook me as quickly as Game of Thrones did. Like, Game of Thrones got me from episode one. Mm -hmm. I was in. Like, the second he pushed that little boy off the tower, I was like, yep. (laughs) (laughs) But, like I said, House of the Dragon is taking a a bit longer. But now, after uh, last week's episode, I'm in now. Oh, shit. I'm definitely in for the ride now. I gotta get caught up. I gotta get caught up. I that's I gotta make that a priority. I think I'll 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 have to wait until Lord of the Rings is over with, and then I'm just gonna do like a I'll just blast through all the episodes. But yeah, I see. think that's a smart idea because I'll, I'll probably end up doing the same thing with uh, uh, Lord of the Rings series because I watched the first episode of that one. Yeah, and the first episode, I see the potential there. I'm like, okay, there, there there's something there. There's a good story in the mix. But I haven't watched anything since then. That's mostly because, yeah, I've given a lot of attention to House of the Dragon. Sure. Yeah, man. I, I get it. Like, I got to keep them separate. I just got I can't. I don't think I can be in two fantasy worlds right now. I just got to keep them completely separate. Yeah. And then and then I'll watch it when it's all completed and I'm done with the Lord of the Rings. That's It's just taken up so much of my time. We get the screeners for it on Tuesday. And so from Tuesday, I'll give it a watch. I'll go to the gym and I'll watch it on the treadmill. And then 
Wednesday, I'm watching stuff for PCL typically. And then Thursday is like all day. I am taking notes and like combing through the episode and writing notes. And then we record at like, you know, seven or eight or whatever it is. Um, and we're able to get the episode out. How many pages quickly. of notes are you doing with the show? It's hard to say how many. I'm doing it all on my computer. So, I don't know. I mean, I it, I could show you the notes. They're they're pretty extensive. So. Yeah. I just went overboard when I used to do that shit. And I was wondering how deeply you go, you know, cuz mm-hmm. like you're watching it twice, I assume. Uh at least two times. Um, yeah, I used to watch Preacher like three times yes. and then you know, you're, I was starting and pausing and mm-hmm. then like writing what I think and then keep going and go back. And it's I, I kind of went overboard. So I can imagine you really doing the most with, <laughs> with this show. It yeah. seems like that's how your brain works. I, I can't half ass anything. Yeah. Like with, when it comes to like podcasting and like, you know, if I set my mind to like, oh, we're going to do a trailer breakdown. Like I am going to go fucking whole hog on this fucking thing. I'm going to break this thing down every fucking thing. I had like, I remember it was like an iTunes review and somebody gave us like a one star or whatever the fuck. They're like, they're like, it was a, it was a Star Wars trailer. And like it was a, a minute and a half trailer, two minute trailer. And they talked about it for fucking an hour. And it's like, dude, that's, that's what we do. And I listen to every bit of it, too. I'm about to say, that's the good shit right there. That's what we do, man. It's like, that. I don't, it's like, whatever. You can't please everybody. People love to hate. People love to hate, man. It's like, some people are simple. That's the thing. That's the thing. People, people will listen to the podcast, even like the Lord of the Rings thing, even some of my other podcasts, and they've been listening every week. And then they're like, the first time they reach out to us is to tell us something that we did wrong. It's never, it's never like, oh man. And when, and when it does happen, when the people do like, hey, I've been listening to your podcast and I love it. It's like, man, thank you so much. But, but then, (laughs) and I'm totally fine with those people. If like, if the first time I hear from you, they're telling me that they enjoyed something. And then the next time I hear from them, they're like, oh, you know, but you may, hey, you know, and but they're respectful about it. Like, hey, you know, you missed this or whatever, blah, 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 blah. That's cool. But, like, if the first time I'm hearing about you is, you, like, critique me, like, fuck you. Oh, my God. You got you, you got to point out the one thing we fucked up, but everything else that we talked about had zero value? Come on. Give me a break. It's it's a little disheartening at times. It's very easy to just be sitting at a keyboard talking a bunch of shit, but they usually can't back it up, you know? Yeah. Hey, Dre, do you watch mm-hmm. did you, you're into wrestling? Did you watch Heels? No, I have not. That's the uh wasn't that the show with Stephen Amell? Mhm. Yeah, no, I have not seen that show. I've heard it was good, it's but fantastic. it's on, What's it on Stars? It's on Stars, yeah. Yeah, no, I haven't heard I haven't got around to checking that out. Stars is one of the subscriptions that I used to have mm-hmm. and then dropped. And this I I had it for uh Power when that show was on, which was super popular and was a really good show. But once power ended, I pretty much dropped stars. Yeah. I haven't picked it back up since. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I was going to drop it after they dropped American Gods and then Ash vs. Evil Dead. And then they got this heels show. And I'm just like, oh my God, you sucked me right back in. I tweeted Mike O'Malley 
this past week, and I said, I'm a huge fan, would love to have you come on the show and talk about it. And he said, he tweeted me back, he said, let's do it. And I was nice. like, I know. So I, I messaged him, I DM'd him, because he follows us, we follow him. And I messaged him, I said, you know, I'm a huge fan, blah, 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 would love to have you on. He said, well, let me get to, he's like, let me get through Friday, and I'll get to you on Monday. So I'm hoping he gets back to me tomorrow and wants to set something up. But if he doesn't, I don't think I'll. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't. I don't want to bother him. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah you got to be kind of careful with that. <laughs> yeah, you I don't come off like a crazy stalker. Exactly. So I'm gonna let him come back to me. If he, if I don't hear from him on Monday, I'll just like I'll just leave it out there. You know, in uh, leave it out there, and I'll just wait to hear back from him because I don't want to be that guy that's like pushing, pushing, pushing. So no, you do this, dude. You do this. You take a month. Give it a month and then just like hit him back. Go, hey, you know what? I've been busy. You've probably been busy, too. But I was just wondering if you're still interested. That's no. usually what I do. I'm going to hit him back. Those and, long waits before. I'm going to hit him back with a screenshot of him saying, let's do it. I'm going to be like, what the fuck? You said, motherfucker. <laughs> 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 just going to leave me on read, bro. What the fuck? <laughs> what, the, <laughs> what the fuck, dude? What am I? Some cheap whore to you or something like that? Just toss me aside when you're done with me? Yeah, we didn't even get started, man. You fucking, all you did was fuck, you did a little bit of fucking light blue jean grinding or whatever the fuck. I didn't even get, you know? <laughs> fuck. <laughs> mm. Hey, dude, are you still watching Welcome to Wrexham? Oh, man, I haven't gotten back to that one either, Dan. I just started watching it for the first time just the other night, and I blasted through. I think we're on episode six now. Mm-hmm. I think it's six, but yeah, I'm fully into that. That's good. See, I'm go- I want to get back to that one. What I have been trying to stay up with, but I'm not fully caught up on, I'm through five episodes, is the legacy, the true story of the L.A. Lakers on Hulu. Yeah, I'm a few episodes behind on that, I think. Maybe like one or two. Yeah. The last... The last episode I watched was the one um, that talked about Eddie Jones and Nick Van Exel. Oh, I haven't been there yet. I haven't been there okay. yet. Okay. No, but I have. Last, I did I did the, uh, the trade for Vladi Divac. That's the last one I watched. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the last one, that, that episode, not spoil anything, but it ends right. At, I mean, kind of hard to spoil something from 1996, but yeah. it ends right with the Lakers signing Shaq. Shaq, yeah. I'm assuming that the next episode is going to go into those early Shaq and Kobe years. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely been loving that, especially me as a Lakers fan. I'm, I bet. It, yeah, and it's, 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 it's an interesting comparison to uh, Winning Time from HBO. Yes. Given that that was, Winning Time was much more fictionalized, and this is obviously more factual with actually speaking from the people who were there and went through it. Do you remember the, do you remember the Shaquille O'Neal-Brad Miller fight? Mm. The only Shaq fight I ever really remember is the one where Charles Barkley scooped him and dumped him on his head. Oh, I remember that, too. I remember that, too. I was like, holy shit. Fuck. No, this was like, I think it was 2001, I think. 2000 or 2001. And it was... Oh, it had to have been 2000. 99 or 2000. Because Brad Miller was still on the team, I think. Yeah, Brad Miller was still on the team. There was a fight between him and Brad Miller. I think it... Uh, I'm trying to remember what year. 
I know Ron Artest was still on the team. But, um, yeah, Shaq is swinging at Brad Miller. You could probably find it. You could probably find it on YouTube. I immediately found it as soon as I looked it up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, I was watching that night when that shit happened. I've actually got it like recorded on VHS because like I used to record some of the games and I would keep the ones that I wanted to like revisit and that's one I still have on VHS. Yeah, I've been down, so I'm just watching fucking anything right now. I watched uh, <laughs> uh, Best in Dough. We talked <laughs> about the first episode last night on the podcast. Oh, yes. did I'm watching that. I'm watching Bong Appetit. I mean, anything you put in front of me right now, I'm watching. You should watch um, 60 Days In, Dan. What's that? It is, it's on A&E, and it is, they take the first, like, six seasons, they just took regular people that have never been to jail, and they put them in jail for 60 days, and they're there as moles, and they report to... Like, um, like the guy in head of the jail and the sheriff, and they report to them like what they're doing wrong to run the jail, and it's insane. It is fucking crazy. Well, this season, season seven, which I think they just finished the seventh episode, which I watched last night, they are bringing in like former people, like former prisoners, like former people that have spent served time in jail. Uh, that have gotten like their life back on track and shit mm-hmm. and but now they're going back and they're all like, like bit, secret shoppers yeah man they're all like they're all like oh you know i could fucking 60 days that's a cakewalk i can do this i can do this you know with one hand tied behind my back it's easy blah 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 i've done this before and dude i'm telling you like i think so far four people have already dropped out and What's it on again? Discovery? It's on A&E. A&E. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'll have to peep that. I think it was season four or five. They brought this girl in, and she ended up fucking, like, hooking up with another, no, with another female prisoner there, dude. Yeah, dude, they were straight up fucking. <laughs> I was just like, I think this. I remember hearing about that with that show. Yeah, man, it was crazy. It was crazy. Oh, I'm in for sure. Yeah. And not even just because of the fucking. I'm in just because it's like a prison show. I like. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's 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 wild. The last episode that I just watched. OK, this dude, Carlos, he's in the jail and he's one of the, like the guys undercover. And he's like he's taking like all the commissary, like all like he's like buying a bunch of like food, like ramen noodles and pop tarts and shit and he's he's running his own store and he's given this one kid who's like 18 year old you know gangbanger and shit he's giving him free food but then he's like now the kid owes me and so there's <laughs> another free exactly and and so this uh, this one dude upstairs made a shank out of a broom and carlos was like go get he's like go get that shank and he sends the 18-year-old kid, and the 18-year-old kid fucking just goes up to this dude and fucking puts him in a fucking headlock and then, like, takes the shank from him. It's fucking – it's it's insane, man. This shit's fucking crazy. But there's cameras following him around the whole time, right? Yes. They know that they use – there are cameras that are in there, and then there's, like, a camera crew that pulls 
everybody out of the pod, not just the guys that are fucking being uh, that are undercover. So they'll pull out the prisoners too and interview them. They're saying it's for like some what well, like whatever prison show, whatever documentary, right? Yeah. But I'd say after like the first couple seasons, people start getting hip to it and shit, and they're like, "Oh, I think we're on sixty days in. I think we're on sixty days in." And uh, so far this season, nobody's been hip to it because it's actually they're filming it during the pandemic mm. so yeah but it is one of those situations though where they i guess they can only do so many seasons yeah before people get hit much like uh you know like borat or something like that yeah i was thinking that too about like when i started like when i first started like watching the impractical jokers like how long can these guys do this show before people just like know who they are that they're famous and come to find out New York's a pretty big place, and not everybody fucking watches true TV. So these guys have been doing it for like, what is it, like eight, nine seasons or whatever the hell? So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Big place. And I'm sure we, you know, I'm sure there's just a, on the cutting room floor, a ton of the people are like, oh, practical, yes. practical jokers. Got it. You know? It happens. They, they talk about that. That 100% happens. Yeah. Yeah, it's wild when you think about stuff like that, things that are seemingly excuse me incredibly popular to us and we think oh everybody knows about yeah. this and you realize that like no there's actually probably more people who don't know anything about it than actually do know about it right that's why it's like you've got like you know you think about <clears throat> people that are just known globally it's like michael jordan tom cruise <laughs> i'm trying to think who else is big will smith like these are guys that everybody in the world knows <laughs> like they could never do anything undercover ever right so, yeah. Sasha Baron Cohen's definitely <clears throat> at that point, though. Like, I don't think Borat has many uh, more lifelines in it, though. You know what I mean? Right. I guess yeah. it's possible. I guess. Yeah. I, I believe it's probably possible. I, I bet he could probably go somewhere in, like, the Deep South and nobody would know who the hell he is. That's a good point. Oh, yeah. Go to, like, fucking, like, Deep go South. Like yeah, go like Mississippi or something, and he could prank the shit out of people. You know, like some like big old Bible Bible banger communities and shit. They won't know who the hell he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I want that. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Did you guys watch the rehearsal, Nathan Fielder? No. Have you ever seen Nathan for you? No. No, I don't think so. Do yourself a favor and watch Nathan for you. Watch it. It's on. It, they, they, it used to be on Comedy Central. And now everything's been over, to, uh, moved over to HBO Max. I would highly recommend Nathan for you. I think you would love it. Just pull it up. So that's right there with the. Uh, what is it again? Sixty. Uh, Sixty days in. Sixty days in. Yeah. yeah. All right, I get that one too. Yeah. What'd you guys talk about on Heroes of Noise this week? What did we talk about? <clears throat> Let's see. House of the Dragon. Steve didn't really get a chance to watch. He's been a very busy man lately, so he's uh, catching up with House of the Dragon. Um, the hell else did we talk about? Most of it was just like a we were just kind of bullshit in this episode. You know what I mean? Talked about the surgery and all that, but uh, trying to think of other things that we watched. Mostly just House of the Dragon. Yeah. That's and a then big um, one. trying to think what the other fucking thing is, but I can't pull it up right now. I'll let you know in just a second. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're like I'm really fucking sorry that I asked this question. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sorry. You know, I'm a fucking space case right just, now. No, I, I was trying to be cool, like just like the the bidet oh. tickles my butthole. I was trying to get you to tickle our audience to to listen you know to your what? podcast. No, actually, I got it up now. Uh, reboot, dude. We talked about reboot. Oh God, I love I mean, it. 
I fucking love. Yes. Very much so. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love it. Uh, so funny. Um, Keegan-Michael Key's great. Judy Greer's great. I love seeing Johnny Knoxville. The kid Zach is like drives me crazy, but I love the character. The, yeah, the, in a good way. <laughs> the show reminded, and I brought it up on the podcast when we recorded, I, it reminded me a little bit of uh, Arrested Development in a way. See, I pulled from like a modern family. I, I thought that it had that pacing of modern family. It's got, it's from, it's from the it's creator. From the makers of them. Yeah. For me, it was like Arrested Development, you've got this family, they've got this history, they've got this past. <laughs> and the same thing with this show. All the people that are doing this reboot of this 90s sitcom have this past. And so, like, a little bit is like seeping. Like, so they've got all this history and animosity. Um, it's all kind of seeping through in the show. So I saw a little bit of arrested development, even though you don't have like the voiceover, you know, narration and shit. So, um, I was not, I was a fan of modern family for the first few seasons. And then it just became the same fucking shit every week. It's like a cookie cutter type of a show. Mm -hmm. I I can't explain either, but I know what you're talking about. They all sort of felt the same. The pacing was the same, everything. And I could kind of see it going that way with this one. But for now, I'm really enjoying the characters. And are you caught up with this with the uh, show, by the way? With reboot? Yeah. They had three episodes, right? Yeah, three episodes. Yeah, I watched all three. Yeah. So I'm laughing at the whole Johnny Knoxville and Zach's mom storyline. That's really funny. I just yeah. think that they're doing what's good about this one is that Hulu can take it a little bit further. Right. Oh, 100%. And I think that's what's going to win me over. But uh, yeah, that was just one where I've been kind of out of it prior to surgery. I've been working so much that I just promised myself when I'm down, I'm going to catch up with all this shit. So I didn't even know about that one. And it was just one where I was looking on Hulu and I said, "Okay, I like everyone in this picture here. And I'm really glad that I checked it out. I highly recommend that shit to to anyone that has Hulu and you haven't seen it yet. Really funny show. Yeah. Yeah. Reboot. Yeah, it's really good. And and then, dude, we were talking – well, I talked about it a little bit, and I have a feeling I'm in this unpopular, like, minority. But I, I talked about the first three episodes of Andor to some degree, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm not – I don't know what it is, dude. It's not grabbing me, but it's not like I think it's trash or anything like that. And it's certainly not because it's one of those um, – like where's the Skywalker situation? Yeah. Why are there not lightsabers on the screen? Or where are the you know what I'm saying? It's not that. It's just uh, I'm having trouble getting into it. And, and I, it's I when's the la- when's so, the last time you watched Rogue One? Uh, it's been a while. It's been a couple years. Watch sure. Rogue One again. Kind of gets you into the into the feel. Yeah, it, I guess. Yeah, I I mean if the, and if that doesn't work, it's not your ty- it's not your type of show. But I mean, I watched. I watched Rogue One in the theater. They did the IMAX re-release, and I watched it, and I was just like, God damn, I forgot how good of a movie that really yeah, was. Yeah, it's a great movie. And uh, this is, you know, I like Tony Gilroy's approach to this show. He's not treating it like Star Wars. He's treating it like a kind of like a spy thriller, and he's just setting it in the Star Wars world. And, like, this is the darkest I've seen Star Wars go. Fucking Cassian Andor fucking headbutts a dude and kills him and shit. And then kills the other yeah. guy in cold blood. And there's, like, no question of, like, who shot first and that bullshit. It was just, like, Cassian is just, like... Cassian's doing what Cassian has to do to fucking survive. I, and I, I'm intrigued by the whole flashback shit on uh, Canari, his home planet. I mean, it's just so different. 
than anything I've seen before, and it looks beautifully shot. And I, I do That's, want I do want more really action, does. though. I want more action, though. G- don't get me wrong, but so far I, I'm loving this villain that they've got set up. So, yes. Yeah. Go ahead. That's an, I was gonna ask. There's another show that I haven't gotten into, and then, is it just me or does it feel like we're like in a real feast time for television shows and films and like just content overall? Like you know, I go throughout the years. Sometimes it's like mm-hmm. there ain't a whole bunch of. There's like you know, you're in a lean time, like a bit of a famine, not a whole bunch of good stuff to watch. Yeah, it seems like this fall it seems like everybody's coming out with all their like heavy hitting shows. I know all their top stuff between. I mean. The Lord of the Rings, the House of the Dragon, Cobra Kai, Andor. Well, shit, just even before all that. The new stuff coming out. Before that, we finished Boys Season 3. And then yeah, before we, that, it was like Stranger Things. And then, I mean, yeah, it's like, it's a lot, dude. Yeah, so much stuff going on. I mean, my, one of my favorite shows is back this fall, a little sitcom, Abbott Elementary, on ABC, which seems to be floating under the radar of a lot of people, but it's actually a great fucking show never seen i've it. heard some good things about that yeah everybody yeah, it's i see it, a lot of people talking about it's um it's done in that i guess mockumentary style show kind of like um uh modern family was but it's about this elementary school about these teachers at this elementary school in philadelphia um it was created by uh quinta brunson who he probably is known for um some internet series and internet fame but it also stars uh cheryl lee ralph and Tyler James Williams from uh, Everybody Hates Chris, and it's a great show. It's on its second season. Oh, is that the it kid looked- that played Chris? Yeah, yeah. I lo- dude, that's one of my favorite fucking shows of all time. Is uh, Everybody Hates Chris? I loved that show. I remember watching the finale and just like hoping it wasn't the end of that show because I I, I love that show. Yeah, yeah. It's it was a good show. And like I said, Abbott Elementary is is great. Quincy Brunson just won an Emmy for it for writing and Shirley Ralph got an Emmy for uh supporting actress in comedy series. So it's done very well for itself and it was I think quickly renewed for a second season. Can, just can you premiered. watch that on Hulu? Yep, it's on Hulu. Okay. I mean, that might yeah. be one of those shows like I'll watch like an episode before I go to bed or something. I've been uh, before I go to bed, I I have to throw on something that just I can kind of like shut my brain off or something I've seen a million times. I've been watching a lot of Three's Company and Family Ties on Pluto recently. <laughs> I love Three's Company, man. Oh, me too. God, Three's Company was so good. John Ritter. Every episode's based on a misunderstanding. I know, and I love it. I just love it <laughs> so much. It was – what was the, uh, the, the misunderstanding the other night when I was watching? It was – I think it was Jack, and I th- maybe it was Chrissy. I can't remember. It was one of the other blonde women that they had cast on the show later in later seasons. But let's just say it was Jack and Chrissy, and they're in the bathroom, and they're trying to uh, put the shower curtain rod up, but it's not going out far enough. And of course, Mister Furley is outside the door <laughs> listening, and it sounds like like. She's like, well, take it off and then pull it out and then put it in. And, and just, I remember that episode. Yeah, yeah man. And, he, and you could see Don Knotts' face just kind of like, Woo, you know, just like, oh, I was just dying. You a Mr. Furley guy or a Mr. Roper guy? Oh, I'm a Mr. Roper guy. Yeah, for sure. I love Roper, but, you know, yeah, Furley has his moments, but I'm more of a Roper guy. And then, he had the best jumpsuits, though. 
Yes, very true. Very true. Yeah, the the Ropers, man, they got kind of screwed there. They were promised their own show, got their own show. It gets canceled, and then they find out that they can't go back. So, yeah, they but they did come on for like a season, right? It was a season, yeah. Yeah, I seem to. Re- I remember watching that. I don't remember the the premise of it. I could imagine what it was, but uh, they, yeah, then it just sort of went away. Antenna TV still. Uh, well, they did Antenna TV, which. I have an HD antenna because if my internet goes out, I am not going to be stuck here not watching anything. And I usually don't put in Blu-rays. I usually just fucking start watching what's on antenna TV. So I'll watch MeTV or antenna TV. They used to have that Roper show on. And then they had the 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 John Ritter show where he played Jack Tripper after Three's Company, where it was him and his wife and then... Her oh, shit. and her father, so his father-in-law, and that lasted a season and got canceled. I can't remember the name of it, but it was—it's not good, Dan. I don't even think I remember that one. It's terrible. Maybe I put it out of my mind. It sounds it's terrible. Terrible. Yeah. Ah, fucking John Ritter. John Ritter, what a fucking talent, dude. Yeah. There's this movie that came out, and I, we've talked about it before, I think, and I can't remember the fucking name of it, but he was uh, came out like in the late '80s. Mm-hmm. And he was like a like a ladies man. Yes. You know what I mean? I know exactly what movie you're talking was about. Movie? It was on HBO all the time. And he ended up like there's a scene of him and he has sex with one of the women that were actually one of the American gladiators at the time. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, I remember being a kid and watching this. Should not be watching this. But I was just like, oh, my God, that woman is fucking ripped. Just like, you know, probably like three percent body fat and then there's a scene where he's getting ready to have sex with this woman he's got a he's using a glow-in-the-dark condom <laughs> i was gonna bring that up and, and yes go ahead no no talk about it talk about it. I, I gotta look up what the name of the movie is because i love that movie and it's been so long since i've seen it as a thing but that was just the one scene that really stood out for me was the it's all in the dark there's another guy there and i can't remember why he's there but they both have the glow-in-the-dark condoms on and them like I guess they're, I don't remember if they're like fighting over this girl or what the situation was. Yeah, he, it was his girlfriend, the other guy's girlfriend, and he shows up to have sex with her and then like. Skin he, deep. Skin deep, yeah. Skin yep. deep, that's it, yeah. And so all you, you see the lights out and then you see like these two glow in the dark erect penises just like chasing each other around the room. Yeah, banging together. <laughs> That's I see your movie. Schwartz is as big as mine. I wonder if that's playing or streaming on anything right now. HBO, maybe? I don't know. I can go to the Just Watch app. And yeah, I could do that, too. But uh, that's definitely another one, man. If anyone gets it skin deep, if that's what Dude, if you watch that through a 2022 lens, he is a despicable character. Because I actually watched it maybe a couple years ago. And it doesn't hold up well in the 2022 world that we live in today man there's not a lot that does from back then i know i I remember there was a movie called uh that they could like never make they just couldn't do it now but it was a it was like a charlie chan movie that came out in the 80s and i watched that shit because it came on hbo it was one of those movies that just played over and over again Mm -hmm. watch that one another one called uh they call me bruce I don't know if you remember any of these, but they were just the most like you look back at it now, like you said, through a 2022 lens and there's no fucking way that people are accepting these movies now. Yeah. It's like Skin Deep's on Prime. Or like Soul Man. (gasps) Oh, God. 
That exactly. fucking happened today. No. What was it? Thomas Howell. What's his name? C. Thomas Howell. C. Thomas that Howell. killed his career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know I can't imagine why. Right. You know a movie's bad if it was controversial by 80 standards. It, yeah, well, and it's like, but Ted Danson can wear blackface when he's dating Whoopi Goldberg, and I, there was some backlash, but it never really kind of like followed him. You know what I mean? Oh, the was that Made in America movie that they did? Yeah, but oh, did, or, didn't they, they did it in real life? They he? did it in real life. They took a picture together of of him in blackface with her. Yeah, that's and I, right. And it's just like I don't know what the fuck they were thinking. How, why the fuck they thought that, that was funny? I don't know. I think it was around that same time as that movie came out. Cause I think they were dating back then. They were dating. Yeah. And yeah. Somehow he survived that. I, yeah, man. I mean, it, well, if that shit came out now, he'd be fucked. And same thing with like Rob Lowe. How the fuck has Rob Lowe not been a victim of like the Me Too movement after having sex with that underage girl years ago? Yeah. Or what about a movie like Porky's? Oh, Where God, yeah. High school students that are just it's because in the 80s, all high school movies, like all they did was fuck in these movies. It's all about getting laid most of the time. But I, I watched I was sick uh, not too long ago and I ended up watching Porky's just because I hadn't seen it forever. And yeah, that's another one, man. That's uh, you just can't make movies like that anymore. You just can't do it. No, I mean, oh, what's the last what's the last good like teenage sex movie? Would it be like? Was super? Were they fucking in Superbad? Did anybody fuck in that movie? Nope. Was it no. A, was it American thinking, Pie? Was that yeah, the, like the man, last? I think it's American, American Pie, pie or, or uh, Wild Things. Wild Things is just that ah, man. Yeah, that shit was nuts, dude. And that was uh, that was that wasn't just exclusive to being a teenager though, right? No, no, no. Nev Campbell, like an adult involved. Nev Campbell was involved, but. Denise Richards was playing the teenager at that time. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's thinking about Denise what? Richards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I, Denise Richards, when, when, I, when I first saw her, I think it was like, what was it? Starship Troopers? I was just yeah, like, I oh, so. my God. Yeah. Did you know she's doing an Only, OnlyFans? I know. I heard about that. that it actually fucking popped up like on my uh on on something like uh on my apple news or something like that and i was like yeah recently because i don't have a lot of denise richards news but i just i know that that was something that just popped up recently yeah good for her i popped up a few times for denise richards back (laughs) in the day probably watching wild things to be honest with you anybody out there want to split a membership just let me know (laughs) She's got to be 50 now, close to 50, right? Hey, some of these women are killing it, man. And I'm not they. I'm just hey, I'm throwing I'm just I'm just saying she's got to be close oh, yeah, to 50. Oh, yeah, no, no, I wasn't being defensive. I'm just yeah. saying some it's like it's amazing how uh, people hold up sometimes, you know. Yeah. Speaking of people who don't hold up, have you seen Mickey Rourke lately? Fuck. Jake and I watched yeah, the movie Section 8. It's on AMC Plus. And we reviewed it. Oh, my God. I couldn't even talk about how bad his fucking performance was in this movie. The, you'd have to watch it to fucking see it for yourself. It is unreal. Me and Jake are convinced that he was on drugs for this fucking movie. 
it's amazing that these people get work, but then, you know, you look at it from the other standpoint of a film, young filmmaker or a budding filmmaker, and they're going to take that name just because it's a known name. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You get to put that other name on the poster. Yeah. But some of these, oh, my God. Yeah. Some of these are bad, but he's like really hard to look at. I can't really spend a lot of time looking at Mickey Rourke. And this is even like when it was Iron Man 2. He's been fucking his face up for a while. And that dude was a good-looking guy, man. Do you remember that movie Diner? Yeah. Yeah. yeah a good-looking guy. I don't know. It's that body dysmorphia or something. So, yeah, man. It's just like, I don't know. What do you think? What do you think? Do you, you think these actors should just grow, like grow old gracefully? Or do you think they should just fucking just whatever? Because I think Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise does it subtly, right? Yeah, he's just getting little touch-ups here and there. Yeah. Plus, you know, he's a Theta 7, Brian. So That's true. This is true. Just, the Scientology heals him and, and de-ages him. I honestly think the only thing Paul Rudd probably does is dye his hair. I think he has to dye his hair. I think that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he doesn't look too... He looks great, but I would guess he's probably getting a little bit of the Botox. You think? Hollywood's a rough place, man. I think honestly, I think everybody in Hollywood's probably doing something just because the competition out there is so fierce and there's so so much pressure on these actors to try to stay young or look young and not age too bad. It's like you either have to look young enough to pass for twenties or thirties, or you gotta be a gorgeous old person that can look that looks like he could pull somebody from their twenties or thirties. There's really no doesn't seem to be much room in the middle ground for Hollywood for the for that type of actor or actors in Hollywood. Wouldn't have been fucked it, up if like Wilford Brimley was doing all this work, you know, as he got older. <laughs> we saw like we saw like <laughs> we saw like a, a Botox fucking Wilford Brimley. <laughs> I think he was born that way. What do you think? I think he came out looking just like Wilford yeah. Brimley. Yeah, Wilford Brimley. It just he, he when you have that name, that just sounds like an old man. That just sounds yeah, like probably, when he plopped out of it. Looked at him. They're like, "There's no other thing that we can call him. He looks like a fucking old man." They yeah, they just Wilford. hand him in a, like a cup of coffee and a cigar, and like you know, he just <laughs> he walked out and got his diabetes checked. <laughs> Check your blood sugar. Do it Eat your daily. Oatmeal. Eat your oatmeal. Do it daily. Pretty sure he was born with that mustache. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. I always felt an obligation whenever I saw those oatmeal commercials. It's like, all right, Wilford, shit. I'm yeah. Sorry, I feel like I uh, I've been slipping. Start your day with a bowl of oatmeal. Eat I can't believe that he was like. Wasn't he like forty years old when they did Cocoon? He was young. He was younger he was than young. most of the cast, but he looked like he was like their age, if not older. Some people just have that, like Steve Martin, same thing. He doesn't really look that old. He still looks pretty good for his age, but yeah. he came out Silver Fox in, in his late 20s. In his 20s, yeah. Yep. Morgan Freeman's another one. I don't think Morgan Freeman's ever been young a day in his life. Yeah, even if you watch like the old like fucking electric company, he's still an yeah. old guy. He looks like yeah. he's 60 there. Yeah. Nice pool, electric company. Yeah, man. Hey. Oh, God. I used to watch that when I was a kid. It was a, I don't know. It was, it's still, there's still some shit I remember on the electric company that sticks out. Like, you know, of course, Spider Man was in it. And, um, Spider Man versus the Yeti. I don't remember that one. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the Yeti was walking around. He was in, the, you know, New York City, of course, Brian. So what he was doing was he was smashing everybody. He was sitting on everyone's snow cones to stay cool. So Spidey had to put a stop to that. 
I remember like an anti-drug kind of storyline that they had on one of them that just creeped me the fuck out. It made me so scared of drugs. This girl's eyes were just so red. I think it was the electric company. But I was just like, that's what that's drugs do. for the electric company. Maybe it wasn't the electric company. I don't know what I was watching. I was watching something when I was a kid. And there was like this girl. She was taking drugs. And her eyes were just like super fucking like red. And I was like, that's what drugs do to you. They make you act different. And they make your eyes really fucking red. <laughs> Are you too young to remember the Great Space Coaster? <laughs> the Great Space Coaster. Let me look this up. That one should just hit you. I don't know. You know how, like, when you're younger, a few years makes a big difference. But Great Space Coaster was kicking back in the day. Wow, let me see this. The Great Space Coaster. They would get picked up in the Great Space Coaster from their, you know, their home planet and then taken someplace else. And it's this world of wonder with characters like uh, Gary Gnu. And uh, the bad guy was named M.T. Promises. Oh, Wow. That look, predates me. Look at that fucking! Uh, they got they got an episode with Mark Hamill on the show. There's an yeah. It was it was like a popular show. Sugar Ray Leonard was on the show. I met Sugar Ray Leonard when I was a little kid. I did too. Where'd you meet him? Kay's merchandise. He was doing a signing. Kay's merchandise. I was, met him. Was like I, the, the I met the, him at Universal Studios. Really? He was there, yeah. He was there with his family, just chilling. And my dad was like, "There he is." And we used to watch boxing all the time. Yeah. And uh, I've never really been shy about approaching celebrities, but at that age, it was no big deal. I went up and uh, we talked to him for probably a good five ten minutes. He was with his family, and uh, it's I still have it somewhere. Like I have this box of these you know old memories. But he signed something from Universal Studios. It was just a piece of paper, and it says, "Dan, you the man, champ." <laughs> I still have that. Those are some of the, the some of the best fights you'll ever watch are him and Hagler. Oh, fucking Hagler. Oh, yeah, yeah, those are great. Those are great fights, man. Something about the 80s and the early 90s when people would get together. Because, you know, now it's like the, uh, the uh, UFC and all of that. But back when it was just like when boxing was at its peak of being of popularity and people were getting together and having these big parties. Yeah. I mean, I guess they still do that, but it's just not the same anymore. It's like not. Tyson, I think, yep. was probably the last time that everyone got together and it was like a big event that was just straight up like boxing and not UFC. I remember yeah. like that fucking the, the first Tyson Holyfield fight, uh, late 90s. Uh, well, maybe, was it 97? 90, yeah, might pretty close. Yeah, 97. Had a, I, I got it on pay-per-view, and I had uh, just got a new surround system, JBL surround system. And uh, had a bunch of people fucking come over. They all chipped in, paid for the pay-per-view, and we all watched it together. So there were Holyfield fans there. There were Tyson fans there. And, yeah, man, that was a great time. You're talking about the infamous one, right? No, the first the infamous, one. The first one. Second the one second was one was the, the ear bite. Oh, that's right. That's right. I saw that one in a bar in like uh, Morro Bay, California. And again, just a huge event. Like people were out the door waiting to see this fight. It, you just don't see that anymore. No. At least with boxing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely not with boxing. I don't know. Is yeah, I don't know if it's the, one. I think they may have priced themselves out because now these boxing pay per views are almost like a hundred dollars per pay-per-view and then the main event isn't till like 11 30 at midnight and i don't think people have that much interest in stuff like that anymore plus like you said the rise of ufc pretty much becoming the premier combat sport you know back in the day you could find the the, the big fights would be right there on hbo so 
you had HBO, you could just watch it. Or even before then, ABC Wild World of Sports or something like that. It was much more accessible to everybody. So, You know, it probably didn't hurt either that uh, it was piggybacking off of the Rocky movies just because that's the time that they were coming out. I'm sure that the Rocky movies had to put some, you know what I mean, pe- people's interest a little bit more into boxing at the time. I know it did for me. I'm pretty sure that helped as well, definitely. Or boxing helped Rocky. They probably helped each other. Yeah, they were they were they were uh, working hand in hand. I think Rocky helped. Was it Tommy Tommy Morrison <laughs> helped his? Didn't he? Didn't he? Uh, he died of AIDS, correct? He did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there was sad. a document. I don't know. There was a documentary about him that came out some years ago. I don't know if it was HBO that did a documentary or somebody that chronicled uh, his career and then his. Uh, later years and dealing with AIDS and stuff. Yeah. We need to be like Reseda and put more interest in the karate. Did you hear they're making another Karate Kid movie? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's up. Like, like why? They said... I'm not sure. They called it the original Karate Kid. So what we tried to figure out last night when we recorded is if they're talking about the original Karate Kid, maybe this is like a prequel and it's like a young Mr. Miyagi. Like, he's the original. Ah, I could get with that. I'd wa- I, what am I fucking kidding? I'm going to watch it there. If it has Karate Kid I know. attached to it. I even watched the remake one, which was terrible. But Oh, me too. The, the oh, fucking the Smith one. Yeah. 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 Jackie Chan. Yeah. I saw. I remember. I, I, I remember going seeing those movies in the theater when I was a kid. So, yeah, I'll watch this new one, too. Heard a theory though about uh, maybe season. What are we on? I know. I know. We, uh, cry, um, Cobra Kai uh, just, just came finished out. Was it season five. Now? We just finished season five. Yeah, season five. Yeah. So season six. What if Tori's mom is fucking Hillary Swank? Not fucking Hillary Swank. You know what I'm saying? But what if it's Hillary Swank's <laughs> character? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty interesting. What if she's in a, mom was fucking Hillary Swank? She's in a relationship with an adult, and she's fucking the actor Hillary Swank. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a storyline. What are the chances, though? I mean, they gotta fit her in somewhere. It'll be weird if they don't. She seems like to be like the biggest name that everybody's clamoring to see in the show. Yeah, if you can get Elizabeth Shue back, I think they yeah. can get Hillary Swank. Yeah. Hillary Swank can't be that busy. No, when's the last? I mean, no offense to her, but when's the last time you really saw her doing much? That's I don't a good really question, man. Like, I don't know yeah. the last time I saw her. So, I mean, every time I think of her, I just think of Million Dollar Baby. Yeah, great. That's a great movie. Oh, I love that but, movie. But what about that? They, they it's, uh, Tori's mom is Hillary Swank. She's all drugged out and everything, and season six is going to be this redemption arc. And, you know, as you know, uh, if, if you're going to either Cobra Kai or Miyagi-Do, it really only takes about three months to get you up to speed. To where you're, right. You're, yeah. You're a karate master right. in about three months. You're a fucking karate master, you know, competing in the uh, black belt tournament. Right. Over the summer, which is just fantastic about it. I mean, that's, that's, that's higher education right there. But they could get her up to speed, dude, and get her back, and she could help, you know finalize this big battle between uh, Cobra Kai and Miyagi-Do. Have you heard about the, the karate competition reality series, Kitty Kai? No. Yeah, we reviewed it a couple weeks ago. It's a real show. 
Yeah. What's it on? I have to. I have been uh, very. I need to catch up on my podcast, so I did not listen. But it's all right. It's all right. It's a Discovery Plus. Discovery Plus. uh, So. I do. Oh, we just got Discovery Plus for that. Yeah. Uh, we haven't watched it yet. The uh, the Army Hammer, House of Hammer. Yeah, that's on there too. I need to watch that as well. Yeah, yeah. My wife wanted to check that out. So all right, let's check they've it out. So now got, I will watch that. They've also got BattleBots, the new BattleBots. Oh, sweet! Yeah, yeah. I'm in for that for sure. Yeah, loves me some robots. Oh, me too. You know, I love some robots. Reality show about kids beating the crap out of each other. It's a reality show. It's honestly, it's focusing more on like the 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 senseis, the guys that are running it. Like they're competing against each other. It's almost like a it's almost like a karate dick measuring contest between like these guys and <laughs> who's going to have the better students and bring home more like trophies and medals and shit. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I'm in. I've watched like the first three episodes and i'm probably i'll get back to it i'll probably finish it (laughs) Mm. i really can't believe i mean i guess i can because i love it but it's so absurd if you think about like the story of cobra kai (laughs) and and how this entire town solves their problems with karate and the Mm -hmm. the amount of uh harm that has come to people's way (laughs) the fucking dojos it's so absurd yet i can't stop watching i mean either it's it is it is ridiculous and the police have never been brought into any of this they never get involved yeah, ever the whole town should be in jail but yeah nope. why would you need the cops though dre if you've got karate <laughs> right you just beat the shit out of the cops you know exactly. what's you know what's wild Until about you find out the cop is also a black belt <laughs> oh you know that's true Oh yeah, <laughs> he's like strike first strike hard no mercy um <laughs> Yeah, they have that instead of like to you know serve, protect, whatever. On the, um, right. but I've never. Have you ever read an article like in the newspaper where like someone is like attacked and they use karate to defend themselves and fend them off, fend themselves off the of the attacker? Like I never successfully. No. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, for as amazing as it. It, as karate is and like i think it's 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 beautiful it's awesome and you know it's supposed to be used for self-defense i you never hear of a story of like and you never hear of like people getting in fights and like you know like the guy using karate and kicking somebody's ass i just never right i mean we need more of that for sure rarely ever hear about it most you'll ever hear about is maybe some of the mma guys who want to you know hang their dicks out and show about you know how they're kicking the crap out of martial artists yeah MMA's better than martial arts it's more practical to real life but you never hear too much about pure martial artists ever using it it's because it usually ends with one person picking up the other person and slamming them into the fucking ground and then like kicking their head in that's usually how these things work out let me tell you let me tell you the movie to watch right now and i'm looking at i bought it on blu-ray reviewed it on the show bought it on blu-ray i love this fucking movie baby assassins oh yeah i heard you i actually heard you talking about that watch it if you haven't seen it it's awesome like there's a girl in there and her martial arts is just incredible she's fucking awesome it's like i mean i'm trying to think like i I, I, that's what I want. I'm dying for some more like raid type movies, some more martial art type movies like that. I'm just dying for more shit like that. I need it. I love Tony Jaa's awesome, Eco Ues. I'm a big fan of Scott Atkins. I mean, I just want some more martial arts movies. 
Yeah, we don't get many of those nowadays like we used to back in the day. Yeah. Back in the day, we had Black Belt Theater. This looks interesting. Maybe Assassins. I used to live for that shit. Black Belt Theater. Did you guys watch that back they, in the day? No, the, one of the fucking karate masters on that, Kitty Kai, was talking about Black Belt Theater, and like that's what got him into it. Oh, yeah. Every Saturday, man, for like a good two, three hours, all these... You know, seven samurai type movies, but mostly it was more like uh, straight up just kung fu type shit with the whoosh, 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 all the sound effects. Yeah, the bad, the bad dubbing and everything. But oh yeah, me and my dad and like my sister would just watch that shit religiously. Uh, yeah, that's a lot of that's a lot of like Quentin Tarantino watched a lot of that stuff. I was impressed with all like the older martial arts movies that he watched. Uh, all that Sonny Chiba. Sonny Chiba, yes. Is he done, Brian? Is he done making movies? Not Sonny Chiba, but Quentin. He's got one more left. And that's number 10? Uh, didn't he say he was going to do 10 and be out? I can't remember if it was 9 or 10, and I guess I could just actually go back and count. It was neither 9 he... or 10, yeah. And has he decided on what it's going to be yet? No, it's 10. It's 10. He had the he had the documentary that came out that was called The First Eight. It was called Q8, The First Eight. And that was the first eight movies. The ninth movie is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And so he's got one more left. And he's going to Kill Bill 3? I don't think so. I don't think it's going to be Kill Bill 3 from everything I'm seeing. But he's got one more left, and he he is saying he's done. I don't like that. I don't like that. It's like you made that fucking statement in your fucking 20s, and it's like he just thinks that directors, the older they get, they have less stories to tell, and they get stale. And I just think to myself, like, I've seen Scorsese put out some fucking great shit in his later days. So, Departed was dope. Yeah. I don't honestly. I don't believe Quentin Tarantino. I think he'll say he'll say he's done, and who knows? Maybe he'll go silent for like five to ten years, but something will pull him back. Well, I just believe that people like that. When, when you when you're a creator, you never stop creating, even if you step away from it for an extended period of time. Eventually, that itch is going to come back, and you're going to end up making something. Well, it makes me wonder if he'll go back to writing stuff, kind of like true true romance, you know? So. Because he didn't direct it, he just wrote it. And you can totally tell. Oh, you can totally <laughs> tell, yeah. Yeah. Did you see the 4K set for True Romance, Dan? No, I didn't. Yeah, it's out there now. Any extra features? I think it does have extra features. It's got a lot of cool artwork and shit, too. But I don't even own a DVD player anymore, but some of those packaging, or like the uh, the steel, what are they called, steel cases? Steel cases, yeah. Yeah, those things are beautiful, but I have no room for them. I'm getting but one of these days. I know I'm going to get fucked, and all my digitals are just going to go out the window, and I won't have anything to show for. It's that's already kind of happened once. That's why I get the physical copies, man. I got um, I did get the Spider-Man No Way Home steel book. Uh, I got quite a few steel books. Um, I pre-ordered the Top Gun Maverick steel book, so I'm getting that too. I'm are looking at. Nope? I'm I'm looking I've got all my speakers and stuff for my surround sound but I'm getting a I'm going to get a 4K Blu-ray player. I'm going high end with my 4K Blu-ray player and I'm going to get a I'm going to get a higher end receiver. I need a new receiver. That's the only thing that I need right now to get shit going again cuz my I have a Denon right now but it went out on me. So 
I'm going to buy another Denon. And so I'm looking at, I wouldn't even say high-end Denon. I'd say like the shit I'm looking at is mid-range, you know. High-end, you're spending tens of thousands of dollars and shit. So No projector for you? No projector. No projector. I'm j- I just have a 70-inch TV. I'm more of an audio an audio guy than I am like a TV guy anyway. So Hey, we were talking about directors. What did you think of the trailer for Knock at the Cabin? I haven't seen it. Oh man, that's <laughs> Have you heard anything about it? No. It's M Night Shyamalan, dude. I think you might. Uh, oh, I you're posted here to miss with him, right? I posted the trailer on um, on the PCL Facebook page. I just didn't even watch it. I didn't even yeah, pay attention to it. Yeah, in it. I think it's going to be good. That's cool. But you got to check it, of course. You know? Yeah. I'll I'll wait to see the. Tra- Sometimes I like post trailers on Facebook, and then I'll wait to see them in the theater because I appreciate them more in the theater. <laughs> that makes sense. Unless it's like something that I have to like, like a Marvel thing that I have to watch for the show. The countdown's on, man. Wakanda Forever's coming up pretty quick. November. Yeah. November 9th, I think. Or 11th. 11th. I just know that I'm not going to be working because I'm still on medical leave. So I'm definitely going to check that shit out. 11-11. Yep. I've got, my, I've got my movie app set to notify me the second those tickets go on sale. Oh, yeah. I think. So they go on sale. I'm probably going to buy two tickets. I'm definitely going Thursday night, and I'll probably go again maybe on Friday or Saturday. Yeah, I'll probably catch it with Jake. We'll probably go see it together. And we like to go to this Marcus Theater. They got a really nice IMAX, so that's how I'm going to watch it. Yeah, that's one of those movies you can't. It's one of those movies you can't wait to see, but you just know, but you don't know if you're emotionally ready for because you. I just know that movie's going to. It's going to be awesome, but it's going to hurt, too. I'm like, everybody's supposed to be wearing white, but I'm like, I have a Black Panther hoodie, so I'm torn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen that out there. Everybody wearing white for wearing white for uh, Chadwick or for, yeah. for T'Challa. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people are going to be. So I'm torn. I'm like, because I love my Black Panther hoodie. Like, and I actually got to wear it a couple days ago because it started getting chilly and shit. And so I wore it a couple days ago. I fucking, I love wearing that hoodie. So I'm torn. I might wear that hoodie, like, for the second viewing. But opening night, I'll, I'll fucking, like, wear, a, like, a white hoodie or some shit. Steve asked me a question today. <clears throat> I think I know your answer. Will Wakanda Forever top Maverick in the box office? Fuck. If anything can do it, mm-hmm. I think. Wakanda forever will because uh, we're talking international or just domestic. Now let's go domestic. Ooh, that's gonna be tough. Yeah, because Maverick is at what over six hundred million domestic now. Isn't it, it knocked out fucking Infinity War. That's a yeah. I don't know, man. I don't think it's gonna do it. It'd be cool if it did, but I think Maverick is just a. Uh, no one was expecting it. It's a fucking mm-hmm. phenomenon that happened. Yeah. You know? and, yeah. No one thought it was going to be is at least I didn't. And a lot of people that I talked to, they, you know, expected a good movie. I don't think people expected what we got. I didn't expect what we got. And I, I, you know, I expected a good movie, like you said, but I didn't expect what we got. And I did not expect like the for Top Gun Maverick to be like that viewing that movie viewing experience that everyone had to be a part of. Like everybody's talking about it. Everybody's seen it at least once. 
in the yeah. theater. Like you, you can just talk to like casual moviegoers or people that haven't gone to the movie theater in a long time since the pandemic and shit. And they're like, Oh, well Maverick brought me out. So it's like, wow, man. Yeah. It was, it, it's a special movie, man. Yeah. I don't think anybody expected it to have the legs that it had. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Especially for not being a Marvel movie. And I think that's part of maybe what gave it the legs that it did. The fact that it wasn't Marvel. Yes. And maybe there is some of that Marvel fatigue in there that people were just like, finally something that's big a blockbuster that's not marvel that i don't have to have seen 15 movies prior to be able to go in and appreciate what's gonna hurt black panther wakanda forever is the fact that you're probably going to be able to view it in about 45 days on disney plus yeah Yeah. god how long did that movie run for originally black panther yeah, because I remember you saw that. I remember you talking about that. You saw oh, that movie God. a shit ton of times. I saw Black right? Panther when Infinity War came out. Yes, dude. I actually, I, I had actually seen Infinity War four times, and I was just like, you know what? Fucking, they're still playing Black Panther. I went and saw Black Panther a fifth time in the theater while Infinity War was still playing. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah but there was no Disney Plus at the time. So, exactly. yeah, there, there, there could be something contributing to that. I just don't think it'll do it. Uh but I think if any Marvel movie that's not something like Infinity War or Endgame was going to do it, I think this will probably be the closest to it. Because it already took the world by storm once. You saw the reaction, the fan reaction. And I think that we're going to get that same reaction again. I don't know. I think I think the, the streaming services are going to be the thing that fuck it up. I think you're right about that. Let's just yeah, say it's going to be close. It's going to be a, a, a well-fought, hard battle between Maverick and Black Panther. If anybody can knock... Top Top Gun Maverick, you know, out of its yeah. place. It's gonna be Black Panther Wakanda forever. I and I do think the movie's gonna be good, and I do think the movie's gonna have legs. I think second week in the box office, it's it's gonna dominate. I think it's gonna dominate for weeks, but I don't know if it's gonna. I can't give you confirmation if it's gonna fucking beat Top Gun Maverick though. Yeah, it's it's hard to predict because. One, the fact that it's coming out in November, that really only gives it two months. If you're talking about just end of year lists where people talk about, you know, top movies of the year, it just one might not have enough time to surpass Maverick. I think the Disney but, Plus is going to fuck it, Dre. I really do. It, yeah. Yeah. I think if Disney is smart, I, I would hope that they would play this one by ear. And if they see that everybody's showing out in the theaters for it, that they would push back the Disney Plus premiere. Yeah. Because... Yeah, so I know most of the ones they've done have been around that you know forty-five day mark, but they haven't really come out and put that set in stone as a as a policy that they're doing now. Like our movies are this, and then forty-five days later you can catch it. So right now people are still kind of in that mind frame where yeah, it shows up when it shows up. So Disney still has some room to play around with that. So if they're smart, I would think that they would hold off on putting it on Disney Plus for as long as that thing is still they bringing in money. They should. It's stupid. It's dumb business to fucking have it on Disney Plus so early. I think they need to knock yeah. that shit off. I think Peacock is out of their fucking minds dropping Halloween ends day of and theater. Yeah, that's you're, nuts, man. You're oh, yeah, fucking well just, you're yeah, you shooting yourself. yourself. Yeah, man. You're fucking you shooting yourself. yourself. Yeah, you're done. You're done. I'm going to see it in the theater because it's the, you know, I saw, I saw the other two in the theater and there's nothing like watching it in the theater. But there's going to be people like me that are like, there's going to be other people, though, that are going to be like, oh, I can watch this day of at home. Okay, yeah, I'm going to watch a day of at home. Yeah, that's the difference between the hardcores and the casuals. 
the hardcore horror movie fans or the hardcore Halloween fans will turn out in the theater for it because they want that experience. But the casual person is just like, oh, fuck it. It's on Peacock. Right. Exactly. And like and the reception look, of the second one, too, might actually cause people to stay home. They want They don't want to make the trip for a, a replay of what we got. Yeah. Yeah, man. But I mean, that first movie made so much fucking money. The second one didn't make as much, but it still made enough. But you think with this being the final one, that they would be like, you know what? Let's have this one play out in the theater, and then we'll then we can put it up on our service later. It's just it makes mm-hmm. it for me. I remember, I remember when you would watch like a Christmas movie in the theater, they wouldn't release it again on physical. Uh, they wouldn't release the physical like DVD or VHS until Christmas time. Yeah, yeah, you had to put in some time back in the day. Yeah. It made you wait for that shit. Yeah. Not anymore. When it, when is the Halloween? What day is it slated to come out? It's in October, right? Uh, Definitely October. I'm not sure. Is the that day. October 6th? I can't remember. Yeah, I was wondering if it was beginning or towards the end of October. I think it's towards the beginning. Okay, then, yeah, they should have definitely left it in theaters to at least give it a few weeks to try to build up some money. Now, if it was coming out maybe towards the end of October, then I could maybe understand them wanting to put it towards streaming because, mm. you know, you're going to get one good week before Wakanda Kev Forever comes out and just takes all, sucks all the air out of everything. But it's October, it October, October 14th. Then, yeah, they should at least give it, let it have, let it have October, let it have yes. two or three weeks in the theater. Yeah, why the fuck? And Peacock's fucking sinking anyway. Jeez, I don't think Peacock's going to be around, guys. I think they're going to be the first casualty in this fucking streaming wars. They'll get absorbed by somebody. They very possibly could. I mean, honestly, the only thing I have Peacock for is for the WWE content. I think that's probably a lot of people. Yeah, I think that there's there's it's good for that, you know, since they, you know, WWE Network it doesn't exist as its own individual entity anymore. Yeah, that's pretty much the only thing I have it for, which outside of that, I, well, they've got Bel Air. Let me not say that. They've oh, Bel Air is so yeah. good. Which is yeah. phenomenal. I, fucking I hope that, that show. show comes back. I don't know. I know there's a stigma now, so, it, but I really hope that show comes back. It is. I know it was renewed. I think it got two more se- I think it got two more seasons. God damn, we that should be getting a, a season two and a season three. It's you know just, what else is good on Peacock is the Craig, uh, the Craig Robinson show. That he's got on there. That's oh, shit. I didn't know he had a show. Yes. What's that, Craig Peacock? Oh, it's funny as shit. Craig Robinson Peacock show. Yeah, there we go. It is called... What? It's Killing It. It's called Killing It. Oh, uh, I heard it was good. It is funny as hell, dude. It is so funny. Highly recommend Killing It. I'll be turning on Peacock this weekend, or probably tonight, actually, or tomorrow, because I have to, uh, uh, have to watch Quantum Leap, oh, the uh, reboot. Yeah, I saw I'm it. I'm worried about it, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, I watched it. Uh-oh. I, <laughs> that doesn't sound good. Well, I'll let you watch it, man. It'll be interesting to hear what you think. Fair enough. I was a huge fan of the Scott Bakula one. Is it canon? Like, is Scott Bakula's character it's involved? A, He's not involved, but he's mentioned, and they show a hologram picture of him. He's as of th- as of this moment, he is denied any involvement in it. Hmm. But Sam Beckett 
lives in the world. Like he lives in this universe. So it's a sequel. Okay, cool. That's that's yeah. what I was at least hoping that they would do that. Yeah. And actually, uh, if you look it up, um, Ernie Hudson plays a character in this in the show. Oh, Winston's in it? Yes. And he is actually playing an older version of a guy that Sam leaped into in season three. Ah, okay. And so they said that they're going to address the fact that Sam jumped into him uh, on episode four of this new season, of this new series. And how many did they, did there's just one that they dropped? They just dropped the one, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I loved, I loved Quantum Leap when I was a kid. Oh, shit. Dropped something. I loved that show when I was a kid. So, yeah, it had a, it had big shoes to fill, man. That was one of those shows that was my nightly, because, you know, it was in uh, repeats at that point. But uh, that was one of my fall asleep to shows. It was like a comfort show for me. I think it was like oh, the yeah. USA channel or something like that it used to come on. Oh, yeah. It was on USA, and I think they even probably have like a Pluto channel for it now. It was like that, Wings, and Friends. That's the shit I fell asleep to in the 90s. Oh, fucking Wings and Friends. I've been watching um, <laughs> Antenna TV. Like I think it's like 11 o'clock at night. They'll have reruns of Becker, and I'll watch Ted Danson and Becker. <laughs> oh, shit. That's a pull. <laughs> Forgot about that one. I love it. So good. Uh, I think we're about done. We've talked enough, right? Sounds good. Hour and a half. Okay. Yeah. Thank you guys for doing this on such short notice, uh, especially you, Dre. Um, oh yeah, no problem. I put this. I I put out. Um, I put out. Um, we were going to do a top twenty songs episode, guys, and um, Paul couldn't make it. He had some things come up, and he couldn't make it. So I put out a a Patreon post. Like I'm going to be recording. Tonight, if you want to join, let me know. And I put it out, Dan, at like 11 o'clock. So there's like a six-hour window where people could join. I Let me check and see if anybody has emailed back. Uh, Josh Davis did. And he's like, oh, shit, I hit reply instead of emailing here. Probably too late to join the Patreon today. And he sent that at 5.02, and I probably could have had him on. Sorry, Josh. Always next time. There's always next mm-hmm. time, Josh. Yeah. So I apologize, Josh. Josh will probably listen to this and be like, oh, fuck, man. I'm glad I wasn't on. <laughs> <laughs> Talked about their assholes and Metamucil and everything else. Yeah. <laughs> or he could be the opposite. He's like, dude, I've got a fucking bidet, too. I've got so much to say. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. He's going to be so disappointed. I think asshole conversations are very underrated. We all have one. Yeah. We're we're selling ourselves short. That was a good combo right there. You can connect with everyone when you talk about your asshole because we all have one. And they all stink. They all stink. There's not a squeaky clean butthole. For years, I still would love to bleach mine. Just bleach that fucker. I want a pink porn star butthole, Dan. (laughs) There's a bonus episode right there. You go in with your handy uh, digital recorder and just <laughs> and and film the. Uh, you could go with like a Brazilian wax and mm-hmm. then a bleaching. Oh God, yes, that's some good audio right there. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just always looking for like, you know, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? Just like just some tweaks 
here. You got to fill the time on this Patreon channel, man. Yeah. And I want people to know that their Patreon money is going to good things, you know? <laughs> you know, thank thank you, Patreon. I have I have a pink butthole now. I've got a pink porn star butthole now. Thank you, Patreon. What a great idea they came up with. You did this, Patreon. No, I, years <laughs> ago, I was looking for like, uh, I, part of it was a joke. We were talking on the podcast about fucking bleaching our buttholes i think it was me that brought it up naturally but um <laughs> it, it, but i was looking for like a, a like a bleach your butthole kit for like for home you know like why can't you do it in the privacy why do you have to go somewhere and have somebody bleach your butthole for why can't you do it in the privacy i think they sell them i'm sure they do at this point yeah you're not slapping a little clorox on there seeing what's happening <laughs> <laughs> Just dip your asshole in a bowl of Clorox for a good ten minutes and see what Test happens. Just a small, inconspicuous area. Oh man! Yeah. Oh my gosh! What? <laughs> <laughs> really get in there with some fucking like steel wool, you know? Really get in there. Oh my god! Hit it hard. Mm-hmm. Take the first layer of skin off and then do the dipping. Yeah, yeah. There we go. There we go. Well, yeah, we're gonna, we can't work with that old skin. We gotta get. We gotta exfoliate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it doesn't take much. You just gotta mention some shit or asshole jokes, and I'm good to go. Uh, That's me, why I come here. Let me look at this up. Home butthole bleach kit. I bet you you could get something on Amazon. Look at this though. They get, Vaginal and anal bleaching cream. Look at that. I didn't know they were bleaching the vag. Vaginal and anal bleaching cream. Yeah. Oh, this one's called Bleach Please. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. This one's called My Pink Wink Cream. All the names are very tame on on Amazon. I think you're on a better site. Oh, oh this is great. Please, oh. please. And if you guys, if you, if this is something that you're considering, do your research. There's an article here from thegreatest.com called Anal Bleaching, colon, no pun intended, everything you need to know. Yeah, you don't want to go in blind Yeah, when you're yeah. dealing with that. That's yeah. a serious subject. They're getting into DYI. Do it yourself. Anal bleaching. Oh, first off, you know, maybe you're fucking, maybe you're an idiot. They ask the question here, what is anal bleaching? Maybe you've never heard of it. You know what I mean? I don't think, I don't think our elders are hip to anal bleaching. I, if I, I don't know if I talk to my parents, if they would know what anal bleaching is. Maybe, you know, this is a nice anal bleaching one. It literally says anal bleaching 101 here. Well, back in the day, I think the more hair you had, the more popular you were, right? That's true. That's true. My parents were like, you know. All our parents had just big ass bushes. Bushes. They were deep in the 70s. And so and now they're literally in their 70s. But back in the 70s, it was all just like bush is all hair, right? Now it's like everybody's like fucking, you know, squeaky clean, nothing. I think the bush is making a comeback, dude. Really? I think so, yeah. Nothing's retro. It all, it all, you know, it all comes back. Return of the Snappy Nappy Dugout. <laughs> oh, here's one. Uh, for forty nine forty nine. it's a one-time purchase, or you can subscribe and save. Ultimate rear-end combo bleach my butt intimate lighting cream and then junk in your trunk 
uh, butt cream. Hmm. So that's a, that's a nice combo right there. Now, oh, and also you get you also get uh, for a limited time you get uh, I don't know what it is though a tight as a virgin. <laughs> nice. I don't know what that is, but I'm going to research that. It's a one. vaginal tightener. Is it a yeah, vaginal tightener? Yeah, I think so. Maybe it's like that stuff that takes the wrinkles away on your face. You know, you put it on there, and like within like a minute, your face is all tight. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, some vaginal rejuvenation. Yeah, of some sort help tighten up the muscles down there. I guess. There we go. Yeah, like fuck a kegel, right? Just throw a little cream on it. Oh, yeah, we all want the shortcuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm, anal bleaching, man. I'm telling you. See, I, I I do the I do the the teeth whitening. You know, I do the teeth whitening. You're almost there already. Yeah. I wonder if I took one of those teeth whiteners and slapped it on my butthole if it would do anything. Yeah, after the hour's up or whatever it is, just take it off. Take Waste it off. Not, want not, Brian, and just slap it right on the fucking Net. wagon wheel and see yes, what happens. Exactly. Put it on the There's old. Be a little bit of residue left down there to yeah. something. Throw it For on sure. the the rusty sheriff's badge and see what's up. No, here's the thing. It's like. Don't do it the other way, though. Don't put it on your butthole first and then your <laughs> mouth. Like, always, guys, be smart about this, There's okay? definitely an order to things. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, and when you take a shower, don't use, like, the same, you know, washcloth that you use, like, on your body. Don't use that on your face, and then don't use it on your butthole. Have separates. You got to have separates for everything. Yeah, you don't, you don't, athletes, you don't wash your feet and then wash your, your balls. You don't do it. No, you don't do it. You don't do it. There should just be a butthole soap. Somebody, do they make a butthole soap? Just a soap for your butthole? I bet you anything they do. Somebody, yeah, somebody probably does, as unnecessary as it is. I don't know if it's you unnecessary. Know. Let's see, butthole soap. I see it. Oh, the, the, actually, they made the <laughs> soap look like a butthole in this yeah, one. Yeah, I'm looking at one that's it's called butthole hand soap. Yes, and it is actually it actually looks like a butthole. I kind of am curious about that because like you could press that up against yours and it would be like a butthole high fiving another butthole. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder twin powers activate activate. No, that you can. Yeah, you can buy butt soap on Etsy. Stinky butt soap, handmade stinky butt soap. Uh, basic ass pumpkin spice latte soap. Oh, so that has nothing to do with the ass. They're just calling it basic ass pumpkin spice latte soap. You can um, also, on your own time, folks, you can stop by goodbydirtybutthole.com. Good. And they've got a whole bunch of, uh, what does it say? Adventure and aromatherapy soaps. Mm, keeping your whole part? body clean since 2017. What's the adventure part of that, though? Yeah. Is it like a soap shaped like a dildo or something? No, man. If I can take if I can use a soap that takes my butthole on an adventure, I am down. Where do I sign up? There's another sponsor for you. I want in on that, please. Twenty dollars for a bar of soap. Goodbye dirty butthole soap. Wet swipe soap rinse repeat. Made in New York with saponified oils of coconut, olive and castor, essential oils and ground turmeric. Man, these all those things are just way too good for your butthole, which actually would make your butthole feel special in the moment. What's it say here? It says uh, wet, swipe, soap, rinse, repeat. And yeah. so it, it, it's all there for you, really. Yeah. It's a no learning situation. They're laying it out for you. It's like, yeah, wet, swipe. Now you're ready for the soap. 
Just don't go in there soap ready. You know what I mean? Like, just yeah. don't grab the soap, go in there. They're saying you got to wet it. You got to swipe it. Now you're ready for the soap. Now you rinse. Repeat. Repeat if necessary, right, Dan? You got to have a dirty fucking butthole. If, how many times before – how many times you got to do this before you realize that you have, like, the dirtiest asshole ever? Maybe you've just got anal leakage and it just never stops. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's nice about – I'm not, I'm not talking about anal leakage, but I'm saying like – There's nothing nice about it. You ever have, like, those ones where you take a shit and every time you wipe, you're still getting fucking shit on there? Every time it's just like, oh, my God, it just won't stop? That's yeah, what I the, call that the troublemaker. The troublemaker – Troublemaker no more with the fucking bidet. You just blast that fucker. You just blast that fucker, man. And it's or shoot gone. it back up. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think 2021 and 2022 are the years of uh, Dr. Squatch. I'm thinking, fuck you, Dr. Squatch. It's all about goodbye, dirty butthole for me from here on out. You're going with the... Oh, dude, I've, I still have my Dr. Squatch subscription. Yeah, I think maybe you're doing something wrong, man. Maybe you need to switch it up. Fuck. Because I have a feeling that this is not just for buttholes anymore. This would be, man, this would be my dedicated butthole soap, though, if I did it. Could you imagine if you go out on a date? If you go out on a date and you've picked their most fragrant soap and it's like, she's like, you smell great. But that could be the only thing you used. You could just tell her it's my, it's my goodbye dirty butthole. Yeah. It'd be like, you know, night ends. Pass a little gas and all of a sudden it's just like a waff of. <laughs> She's like, thank you, Brian. She's like, is that sense of coconut, olive, and castor? With wait, wait, wait I'm, and a hint of ground turmeric. <laughs> yes, my dear, it is. Did you know it's good for the joints? <laughs> As you pull a bar out and eat it. <laughs> we are done. That is it, Dan. Where can people find you, man? You can find us at www.heroesofnoise.com. We do a bi-weekly show. We also have a Patreon. Uh, we just like talking a bunch of shit, talking about movies, life, and uh, this, that, and the other. So please come and check us out. And Dre, always great having you on, man. I'm glad you could do this last minute. Where can people find you, dude? Yeah, yeah thanks for having me on again. Y'all can find me, uh, Leftover Army Group on, the face- on Facebook, Dre Moore. You can find me on Discord, Outlaw Star. Find me periodically on episodes of Podcast Championship Wrestling. I think Dre is going to use this goodbye dirty butthole shit, and people are going to ask him to crop dust them. They're just going to be like, dude, could you seriously just walk by and fart on us again? That is amazing. I have been enjoying your crop dusting all day, so I just want to let you know. (laughs) Thought I'd come up and approach you from afar just to let you know. People at work are just like giving him like beans, you know? They're just like, here's some chili I made last night, Dre. Dre walks into the office and they just go, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm going to use a little bit of that. Have a bowl of cereal in the morning with the milk, you know, so I'm extra gassy at work. Yeah. Just go in there and fumigate the place. <laughs> What's your secret, Dre? I'll never tell. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next month. We'll have two more episodes. Probably come back and do a top 20. Who knows what else we'll be talking about next month. But, uh, oh, I, well, hey, we might have another uh um, another bracket battle next month. I think Jake's working on the next bracket battle, so get ready for that. But I want to thank all the Patreon listeners, and yes, man, we bookended this one with Butthole Talk, and I think that that is, suc- that is a successful Patreon podcast, if you fucking ask me. 
by my standards. I can't even talk <laughs> by my standards. Yes. <laughs> from cheek to cheek. But a <laughs> no, I, I actually, I just want to play you saying that on a loop by my standards. By my standards, it is. Take it from me. <laughs> <laughs> that mention I'm on Oxycontin. <laughs> uh, do not apologize, Dan. I'm not apologizing. I'm yeah. just mentioning things. No, I'm just asking. I'm begging you not to apologize. That was fucking, Never. you gave us gold there. That was Thank awesome. You. We'll see you next time, guys. See ya. Bye.